Are you ready to stop the self-sabotage and create the life you desire? Well, in order for that to happen, you need to break free from the bad beliefs that are holding your success hostage. You need to optimize the stress by turning it into extra energy for success. And those hurtful habits? Well, we need to give that pain a purpose for progress. Welcome to Stop the Self-Sabotage and Create the Life You Desire podcast. We're getting ready to move into spring, a new season filled with energy and optimism. And one of the things that we can do is be thinking about our weight. Maybe those pounds that we packed on over the winter that really are unwanted and unneeded, they need to go so we can get back in to the activities that bring us out our our healthiest. Well, join me today as I have with me two uh, certified hypnotists that are going to give you tips, tools, and techniques on how to refresh your health, looking at weight reduction, but looking at weight reduction differently than it being restrictive. And you can't have this and you can't do that. But instead, you want to look at a reset, a refresh, a restore of what your body already knows how to do when it's given permission to grow in a healthy way instead of always avoiding the pain in life. And then that's how we use food and drink is to get away from what hurts. So joining me today is C.H. Eric. Eric, what is the one thing you want our listeners to know today? Well, it's all about visualization imagery and focusing on how you want to look and if the mind can uh, can conceive it it can achieve it we're the story we tell ourselves over and over again and if we tell ourselves that we're operating at our perfect ideal weight the mind will seek that out and and eric the, this is one of his specialties is you become what you see in the privacy of your own mind. Eric, I'm really glad that you brought that up. I was watching the Olympics this past week and the bobsledders, uh, crazy sport. They only get 120 seconds of practice every single day. That's it. There's no more track time available to them. So it goes right into what you were saying about the imagery. What do they do the rest of the time besides their physical conditioning? It's the imagery. That's what gets them to the goal because they don't have enough time to take action on it in real life. So they're doing it in their mind. You got it going on, sir. We can rehearse just about anything wherever we're at. Back when I was playing the piano, I would visualize the scales, the chords and things of that nature The subconscious mind can't tell the difference between reality and a joke. Yes. And every time I rehearse being ticked at somebody and going over that conversation and ruminating on it, I am actually doing something that's going to hold you, hold us down. So I want to get more into the visualizations you, you think would be beneficial for everybody. But 
first, I'm going to go to Jesse. C.H. Jesse, what is it? What is it you want our listeners to know today? What what what's the one thing that you want them to take away? I think when it comes to weight loss, um, having some self confidence in where you're at right now, um, so you can get to where you're going. Rather than, you know, concentrating on what you don't like about yourself, then we'll, then we'll stay in that place. We want to grow and to be able to visualize maybe some self-love needs to be involved too. And you're correct on that because what we focus on comes to fruition, just like what Eric was saying. And when we focus on what we don't like, um, where we're at that feels uncomfortable, the subconscious can't judge that that's not going to assist us. It just runs the program and the conditioning. So that way we can find even more of what we don't like Mm -hmm. (laughs) and what doesn't feel good and what we don't want to have in life. Right. Mm -hmm. So the idea is to refresh, reset, set, to be able to restore. Oh, by the way, I'm Dawn Ferguson, a certified hypnotist, as well as an instructor. And what's the one thing that I want you to be able to take away from today is that you don't believe you can do this right now. And you're correct because it takes 91 days to establish trust, 91 days of action uh, where you're doing at least 51% of the time, something that can assist you. I'm not saying all the time. And after age 13, the only way you will accept a belief is through action and time for that identity upgrade. So for goodness sakes, give yourself that space, that margin to begin to develop the belief. But you do have to be consistent with your actions. You know, they say 10,000 steps a day. Well, if you're only taking a couple of hundred, <laughs> then then let's look at just increasing that maybe by a hundred every single day this week. Let's chunk the goal down into what you can actually do. And then that's what's going to set up the belief where you can begin to trust yourself. All right, guys. I am so glad that you joined me here today, Insider Secrets to Success for Refreshing Our Health. Um, So Eric, do you find that there are certain times when we should be doing these visualizations and, and imagery, or is it just as we find the time? Yes, the time when we should be practicing visualization is whatever we're thinking about it. Now, in reality, life is what occurs while you're making other plans. And we can't think about this all the time. But every time we do a shift and think about it, we should. And how long, I mean, is this something where we need to sit down and do a formal process with ourselves? Can it be short, sweet? What do you think we should be doing? Oh, I'm a believer in short and sweet and multiple times. And uh, uh, what should we actually be seeing in our head? Well, that's very good. Um, The mind 
processes information in pictures. So instead of just reciting affirmations, I will achieve my ideal weight, it's important for us to see ourselves achieving our ideal weight and doing it in dramatic pictures, seeing ourselves new and improved running across the beach, playing with our children or grandchildren, um, trying on that new outfit. The more outrageous we can make it, the better we will be able to bypass the critical factor and bring it about. So what's the critical factor? The critical factor is that which maintains the, uh, which keeps us thinking rationally instead of irrationally. And irrationality can be a good thing in hypnosis because it allows us to operate outside of the box. So the critical factor, once we surpass that, opens up unlimited possibilities for us. And I'm really glad that you said that we need to make it as outrageous as possible because we know that the mind, like you said, thinks in pictures, it thinks in symbolism. And whenever we feel like we've lost our power about something, that's because in our mind, we're playing ourselves out as really small. And whatever has power over us is larger than us in our head. So it could be that the number on the scale pointing its finger at us, telling us we're wrong. Um, Or it could be that food pointing its finger down at us going, uh, you need to have me to feel okay. So just for our listeners, um, all the, the hypnotists here today understand something known as collapsing anchors, where you do what's known as power over power under, and they do a switch technique to where those images in your mind, as Eric was saying, make it outrageous. You bright, bold, beautiful, moving. You've got a soundtrack as you're moving down the beach in that brand new outfit, feeling good, maybe playing with the kids or the grandkids along with you. And you make that really big and then really small would be the the challenge with the weight. Or you see those numbers shrinking on the scale. But uh, Eric, you think they can do that visualization right now where they see themselves getting larger with energy and then the numbers shrinking smaller? Yes, they can. Um, Of course, it's helpful if they are working with a trained hypnotist to show them how to do it. But <laughs> yes. I suspect your listeners can glean enough about what to do from this conversation. And, and I'm glad that you brought that up because what we're sharing with them is techniques on how to get results, but not resolution, right? Yes. Their challenge with their weight, I, I tell everybody right now, it is not your genetics. There's something known as epi, epigenetics. Yeah. Anyways, uh, it simply says that your body can have the predisposition towards something, but it's got to be put in the proper environment for that DNA to be activated. And so if you're having a challenge with your weight, it's because you were put into an environment that involves somebody else that switched on those genes to say you needed to have an expression 
uh, with uh, unwanted, unneeded weight, but your mind was doing it as a layer of protection for you or using the food as coping mechanisms. And because somebody was involved that caused that pain because that they, they uh, caused that original hurt and those problems, you need to be working with someone to guide you through it. That's what gets the resolution. We're giving you tips and results, but you want to be working with Eric on that imagery to get the resolution. Eric, how can they contact you? Well, my phone number is 314-583-7075. But the best way to reach me is by my website, imagerelationsllc.com. Image Relations. Get that, folks? See why he chose that handle? Is because he's understanding you will never outperform your inner image. He's he going to assist you with that. So, in, uh, Jesse, what comments do you have about what Eric's telling us as far as the visualizations or any questions you might have on it? You may have more questions than comments. Um, because maybe possibly that a weight problem is related to trauma. Does, does someone ever come in? Um, for weight loss and maybe you have something else that you have to deal with first or is the visualization good anyway so you give them the visual visualization of, of where they want to be physically generally when, generally when somebody comes in i'll ask them oh by the way i want to make sure we make the maximum use of our time you came in here for weight loss but if you had three or four other things that you would like to work on if we had the time, what would those three or four other things be? Now, that usually catches the person off guard and they have to think about it. But those three or four other things usually is the traumatic event that caused the weight loss, the weight gain. We can tie them together. Yes. That's awesome. So... To tie on to what Eric just said, the weight is the fruit. We got to get to the root that is causing that type of harvest. Now, as hypnotists, we are not certified to touch a medical diagnosis of trauma. What we do is we help our clients create the sacred space where they begin creating their own therapy for themselves. Okay. They discover how to move to the other side. We can assist them going, yes, when there's trauma, trauma always shows up with what is known as a midline reaction. And that means it'll either show up in the heart area or the stomach area. So we can have someone come in with panic and anxiety. We can have someone come in with IBS. By the way, hypnosis has been proven medically to be the only answer for IBS that lasts longer than five years. There's no other treatment out there that the medical community says you will get results on your IBS and it will last more than five years. So um, so the trauma can show up with, oh my gosh, you know, I am so anxious. What am I going to do? I'm going to go eat empty carbs to calm myself down. 
or um, I've got certain sensitivities in my stomach area. And now I'm avoiding people uh, that might set off those sensitivities, but yet they may have to have some uh, conversations about drawing boundaries around those people. And so that it's that Eric, when you're saying, Hey, I've got those three or four other things. Is that what you're talking about? That might show up. That's actually leading to the weight. Yes. Yes, exactly. Now, Eric, how much do you try to accomplish in a session? I mean, if they, they tell you that they're having challenges with anxiety and they're also having challenges with maybe um, the mother-in-law that's always judging them and they're having challenges with their weight, what are you going to do about all that? I'm going to see which ones go together logically. Um, I have a client who I'm working on the pain management. Well, eventually it turned out that dealing with her um, weight issues is more important to her than the pain management issue. But because excess body weight can contribute to the pain on the joints and things of that nature, it's just as easy for me to work on those two things together. Now, she has a laundry list of other concerns that I could work on, but migrating from the pain relief to weight loss is about as much as we can handle right now. And is for, in your experience, Eric, is something like this a um, one-hit wonder on a session? Do they only need one session and they're good? No, I tell my folks that I work with, that I'm not a one and done type person. Um, Four to six sessions is usually optimum. If at the end of six sessions, the person has not developed the required relief, we have to have a frank discussion about whether hypnosis is the right mode for them. Uh, And that's great that you're going, hey, Six sessions, maybe that's not a fit for you. Instead of how long can we drag drag this out? <laughs> yes. Yeah. Last thing I want are dissatisfied clients who are bad mouthing me or hypnosis. Hmm. And there are some things that we can walk away from in our life. We can walk away from cigarettes. We can walk away from alcohol. We can't walk away from food. We got to reestablish a relationship. That's exactly right. Um, those other things you can live without. You can't live without food. You can live without alcohol. You can live without some other things, but you can't live without food. So we have to change our view and our relationship with food. So, so Jesse, you were asking um, Eric some questions. Did that get you some answers? Did you have any other questions for him? I think he, he was able to answer my questions and give me even more information that <laughs> I'm really thankful to have. Good. So, Je- Jesse, um, when you talk about starting from a place of confidence because you can accept where you are, tell us more about that. I feel like um, I experienced that personally. If I, if I'm struggling even with even per se my weight 
If I feel like really self-loathing, if I'm feeling really negative, that's just going to make me go eat more and um, gravitate towards those things. And like, if I um, make a really strict rule for myself, like, well, okay, I'm going to have no chocolate, then that's exactly what I'm going <laughs> to, then yeah, for maybe, maybe a day, but then that, you know, box of chocolate donuts is calling my name. So um, I think, you know, maybe make other make exercise sound funner make um you know eating eating healthy something that you want to do where you're not you know necessarily dreading the healthier foods and like it seems fun and exciting might be a good place to go um and you know accepting where you are and loving yourself and not that that goal that you have isn't going to um mean you're going to love yourself more that we're, we're going to get there, but we're not, we're still worthy, uh, we're person where we are. And so we can, so we can get there. So you, you, you said two things I want to touch on. Um, and the first one is, you know, as soon as we say, oh, I can have something. There's the, um, inner us who's the inner rebel going, you are not going to tell me what to do. Mm-hmm. I, I always tell my clients, you know what? I'm not going to tell you, you can't have those chocolate donuts. I'm going to ask you to do 10 minutes of brisk physical activity first. Mm-hmm. Uh, because cravings must show up in the body. Cravings show up as chemicals in our system. Every thought that is focused on must produce its chemical counterpart. So they're setting off chemicals in their system that are causing that craving. But those chemicals can have an answer, a physical answer besides the food. And that can be that 10 minutes of brisk physical activity, it does a couple of different things. Movement always has us feeling better, but the deep breathing we do during the movement sets off the relaxation response. And the relaxation response was discovered by a Harvard doctor, uh, Dr. Benson, he wrote a book about it called The Relaxation Response that says just a few minutes of deep breathing helps you feel good. And we see this. I know Eric has seen this quite a bit. When we deal with people who want to stop smoking and you ask them, well, you know, what's smoking do for you? And they go, oh, it relaxes me. And it's like, no, it doesn't. It's a stimulant. Nicotine is a stimulant. You're doing something else that is so powerful. It's actually overriding the stimulant. And that's the deep breathing. That's how powerful it is to help us feel good. So 10 minutes of brisk physical activity gets the body moving, processes those emotions, but then sets off the cascade response of feeling good. So when we do have the donut, we don't need it to have as much. Right. Yeah, just 10 minutes. And then you also said that getting to our goal, our goal weight is not going to cause us to love ourselves more. Can you share a little bit more on that? Because that is so profound. I want everybody to hear that from you. Uh, I I can talk personally. Um, I can talk for myself. Um, You know, loving yourself shouldn't be a number on a scale. Of course, we have to be concerned about what our weight is for our health. Of course, we have to watch where we go with that. But having, you know, um, 
an idea in our head of what we're supposed to be and what we are at the time, we, we shouldn't really reflect of put our, the love that we have for ourselves with the number on a scale. Um, that's just the belief that I have. And then I have to tell myself like, oh, it's okay. Well, you know, if we got, if we got a goalie, we, we're going to get there, but you know, we're not going to, you know, not care about where we are now. I, I don't need to wait till I, you know, at lower size to go buy a nice pair of jeans or, you know, a, a cute top. I can, I can buy it where I'm at now and still be thinking about maybe I can buy two and have the smaller one in there and like, I'll get there. But right now I want to look good too. And, and feel good. Mm-hmm. because we were all taught that love was to be conditional. We could only love ourselves once we get the goal and that we accept who we are right now. And it should be turned around the other way. We love who we are right now and we accept our potential. Maybe we'll act on it. Maybe we won't. Acting on our potential does not allow us to love ourselves more. Acting on our potential just gives us a better quality of life. I'm not going to love myself more when I've let go of the weight. I love myself now. Letting go of the weight is going to give me a better quality of life with my movement and and not having the achy joints and things like that. So you're right. We need to begin to understand that we were programmed and conditioned to have those in the incorrect places, that the love and the acceptance. And this is when the reset comes about. We need to put them and the the order where it's going to give us the best benefit. Eric, you got any questions on that? No, um, I couldn't have said it any better myself. <laughs> so yeah, resetting. That's that's the one thing I want our listeners to know that we have something known as an RAS, a reticular activating system. It is the go between uh, between our conscious mind. And our subconscious conscious mind is also known as the critical factor, as Eric was sharing earlier, and it makes decisions, it makes judgments and discernments, and then it hands it over to the subconscious mind to run the program and the conditioning to uh, act on what we just focused when there is a disagreement between the subconscious and the conscious, the subconscious wins every single time. That's the reason why I think we all love hypnosis here is because uh, we know that's the quickest way to engage the subconscious mind and get its upgraded agreement on what we want to experience consciously. So you've got the RAS, the reticular activating system, which is a go-between on the two parts of the brain. And the RAS says for something to go from the conscious to the subconscious, it's got to pass three gates. The first one is, is this a threat? Now, threats come in two flavors, uh, either actual danger or pain. But if the RAS has a, a challenge interpreting signals in a healthy way, it will think everything is a threat. And now it's going to do whatever it thinks is going to be the best for you to minimize the threat. Food, food calms us down, food pumps us up. 
wait, weight creates a boundary between us and what we think is the problem. It's a layer of protection. After we get the RAS understanding which direction it's supposed to go by um, looking at, no, this is not a danger to us. It just might be painful, but there are certain pains that are good. We can give that pain a purpose for progress, just like working out your body. Sometimes your muscles get sore. That's actually a good thing. Then after that, the RAS says, well, what are we going to value? And this is whenever um, we, we have values that are pain avoidance or progress producing. But if we're relying on pain avoidance, we try to get away from things uh, that we think are going to cause us challenges instead of moving into what's going to bring us out at our healthiest. So we need to do a reset there. And then the very last gate that things need to go through is what's unique. The RAS will find what's unique in our environment. I like to say, I used to notice people, men in particular, with mohawks that were orange and dog collars on. And then he married my daughter and became my son-in-law. <laughs> and it was no longer that noticeable. It became background noise. The RAS finds what's different in our environments. But is it focusing on everything that's different in a bad way, or is it focusing and noticing everything that's unique about you, what's brilliant about you that can actually move you forward? So until you reset the RAS and hypnosis has been shown to be the fastest way to do that, you can do cognitive behavioral therapy um, that is going to take typically three to four times longer to do a reset on the uh, subconscious, or you can do hypnosis, speed it up so you can get to your goal faster, quicker, and easier. But that's one of the first things that needs to be addressed. And that brings in the visualizations that Eric was talking about. And it also what Jesse was talking about as far as putting things in their proper order. You guys got any questions or comments on that? No, once again, you said it um Better than I could have said it. No, I just said a lot, Eric. You know me. I just, I talk a lot. Beautifully articulate. (laughs) Thank you. I appreciate that, Jesse. By the way, Jesse, um, uh, you ready to give people uh, maybe a contact phone number that, you know, the women that are listening going, hey, I want to reach out to her and and maybe have a chat with her on on putting things in their proper order. How would they contact you? What about my email address? You can do that. It's a little complicated. It's jessethomas3.jt at gmail.com. So spell that for us. Jesse, it's J-E-S-S-I-E-T-H-O-M-A-S. The three, not written out, but just the like number three, dot J-T at Gmail. Excellent. Okay, so... What do you think from your experience, what has been one of the biggest blocks to your weight reduction clients um, moving forward or, or maybe it's shown up as a plateau? What, what's one of the biggest things that you think they need to know is going to show up and, and you've encountered it either for yourself or with your clients? What do you think, Eric? 
Well, most people gain weight because they're thirsty, not because they want the nutrition that comes from the food. So I encourage my clients to drink a lot of water, as simplistic as that may seem, eight to 10 glasses a day, um, a glass in the morning when they first wake up, a glass 20 minutes before breakfast, a glass for the mid-morning break, a glass right before lunch, and the same thing for the rest of the day. Many times, the body's 70% water, the world is 70% water. We crave water. And many times what we, what we mistakenly believe are hunger pains or thirst pains. You are so correct on that. Because the first thing that gets dehydrated is the brain. It's the very first organ. And it starts to literally shrink when it's dehydrated. And then we wonder why we have fog brain. <laughs> Shit. I can't think straight. I can't make decisions. You just need to rehydrate. You're a raisin. You need to rehydrate it to a cauliflower. And um, Erica, I know both you and I have used a technique that every time in the hypnosis session, that every time they experience water, their ability to get to their goals flows faster. Mrs. Dawn, that last session we had, or that um, when at the end of that class, I have been drinking water nonstop, like crazy, constantly. <laughs> like, oh, I wonder why. <laughs> <laughs> so, so what Jesse's referring to is, I I had a class. I offer a class to the general public every single month, but I do have a lot of certified hypnotists that showed up, and I do a group hypnosis session for everyone. And yeah, that was the technique that I used during that session. Is that water was going to help you flow to your goals faster, quicker, and easier every time you experienced it. And what a great way to use something in your everyday environment to trigger uh, those results. So um, I'm curious, Eric, the reason why you have it paced the way you do on drinking water that way, why do you have it paced out like that? Oh, it just gives the client something quantifiable to shoot for, um, and it's easier to spread it out than to try to consume all of the eight to 10 glasses of water at one time. There's nothing magical about that formula, but as long as you do have a formula that spreads the water out throughout the day, that's what's important. And what you said is quantifiable because the subconscious mind cannot manage what it cannot measure. So you can't just say you need to drink more water. You are very specific with that amount, correct? That, that's correct. The subconscious um, does well with absolutes. It does not do well with generalities. Yeah, that's our conscious mind when is when and choices. Subconscious mind says. Just tell me the program to run. <laughs> okay. Um, Jesse, what do you think is going to be one of the biggest blocks or hurdles that weight reduction clients are going to experience, whether they know it or not? 
And uh, what insight do you have for him in that area? I think you mentioned it before that you have to have a relationship with food that we have to eat. We have to, you know, there's like, we can avoid any other, you know, cigarettes or alcohol or anything like that is avoidable, but um, you have to eat. And, you know, when it comes to the choices you have of what you eat, how um, there's a lot of things that are really quick. There's a, you know, um, fast food you can go get things that aren't healthy a, a lot faster than, you know, preparing something healthy for yourself. So I think that that might be something that people would struggle with. Mm-hmm. You are correct. Um, and, and I'd like to add to that. The reason why we're reaching for food to start with is that we have four containers within us that we draw from. And, um, the very first one is our emotional engagement relationships. If you think about when a child is born, it has to learn how to develop relationships uh, in order for it to be secure, in order for it to survive. And uh, it is that dependent dependence on those connections and how those connections were misused. They were broken. Um, we learned that we couldn't trust. There was maybe betrayal or emotional competency just was not uh, modeled for us. Well, what's the easiest thing to replace that with? It's a relationship with food. And if, well, if we, we call it comfort food. Yes. So if we weren't taught how to self-soothe ourselves, we'll turn to food to do it. We'll use food to either calm us down or we will use food to pump us up. And the challenge that I want our listeners to be aware of is that the people in your environment aren't going to go away. Uh, They're still going to be there. You can have the significant other who says, you've been doing so well on your weight reduction journey. Here is a a box of your favorite Krispy Kreme donuts. Um, or you're still going to have the jerk boss screaming at you that sets off fight, flight, freeze, or appease, or the teenagers that don't want to eat anything that you fix. And now you're like, oh, I got to fix a meal for myself and a meal for, for them too. Or there's a part of you that's going, well, yeah, I want to be able to reduce my weight, but my mom and my sister are still heavy and they're going to feel bad about themselves. And I don't want them to feel bad. By the way, I just gave you three examples, real world examples of clients. You still have to learn how to be able to process all of that while you still stay on your journey, enjoying it along the way. So you need to know that those things are going to come up. Uh, Eric, what's one of your favorite tips, tools, or techniques that you like to use in hypnosis to be able to assist your clients? I like to my clients to visualize themselves in the kitchen and grabbing a plate that is smaller than the usual plates for their meals. And then I like to visual, for them to visualize them putting food on the plate that is smaller, that is less than what they usually put on the plate. 
And then while having a knife and fork in each hand, they um, take a, a bite and then they put their utensils down and chew and chew until the food in their mouth becomes saliva and then continue the process being very, very mindful of what they're doing. And by visualizing, by engaging in imagination and seeing all of this, it helps to bring about the requisite behavior change. Savor the flavor. Oh, I am so there because it's almost lunchtime. <laughs> Thank you for that, Eric. Y'all can't see, but I had my eyes closed while I was doing that. He's walking me through it. Um, Jesse, what is something that you, you're going to be doing with your clients when then when they're in this state? of heightened suggestibility and ready to accept what it is they need to experience about themselves being their very best. I think maybe um, age progression to where you can see, like with your visual visualization, where you can see yourself, where you are and how happier and healthier you are. Um, now that you've made these changes would be a good place to go. Yes. Excellent. Because there are two things. There's age regression and there's age progression. And so we can go to the past and see why we decided to make food a priority that way that we did. But that's still not going to upgrade anything. That's just going to give insight. But if we progress ourselves into the future with what's known as timeline therapy to that healthy us, and who's on the beach in the really cute outfit doing those all those wonderful things. I would like to add in mine, I'm with a really hot guy. Um, <laughs> um, but then having that wise us, give us what we need to do, the actions we need to take to get from where we are to where we want to be. Yes. Okay. So, Eric, one more um, insight. What, what do you want uh, you, your client who's listening to us right now? She, she wants to reach out. You know, we do this podcast for um, women who are ready to stop the self-sabotage, uh, discover what they really want, and then create the life they desire. But we also have some really smart men that are listening to us, too. What is the one thing that you want them now to remember going forward? I would like for them to um, um, remember the magic mirror and to put themselves in a state of trance and see themselves in the mirror, not as they are now, but as they wish to be. Because once again, if the mind can conceive it, the body can achieve it. And by seeing themselves in the magic mirror and not just seeing themselves in front of the mirror, but being on the outside of the mirror, looking in and seeing in the magic mirror, all the things that they can do with their ideal weight, the playing around, the sports events and things of this nature. 
imagine how they feel when they enter a room and all eyes are on them. I like that. Yes. Okay. And I also want them to remember how to contact you. So Eric, one more time. How do they contact you? It's imagerelationsllc.com. Jesse, mm-hmm. what's the one thing that you want the, the, the woman who's listening to you or the really smart guy um, that, that's going, yeah, I, 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 I think I might need to be able to move forward uh, in this direction. What's the one thing you want them to remember? Love yourself and you'll get there. Love yourself into health. Yeah. Which is the magic mirror. Okay. I like I know we do too. <laughs> Be using that tonight. Okay. Thank you, Mr. Eric. <laughs> <laughs> and the one thing that I I want everybody to, to remember is you will never outperform your inner identity. You upgrade that inner identity, then what you're experiencing on the outside must become harmonious and congruent with that inner identity. This is what Eric and Jesse have been sharing with you is how to make that happen. So reach out to them if you feel a connection with them and see about having a complimentary consult to see if they're the right fit for you. Now, if you want to reach out to me, you can do that a couple of different ways. Uh, You can send me a text to 1-636-699-7791. Tell me that you want a restoring your healthy weight consult. Also tell me your time zone. (laughs) And uh, I'll reach out with a couple of opportunities for you on when we can connect and have that conversation. Or if you want to maybe look at what it would be um, moving into a way where you could begin to trust yourself in this area, uh, go and look at my next class. You'll find that at drewdawnferguson.com forward slash thrive. T-H-R-I-V-E, and you'll see the next class that I have available. All right. So thank you very much, everybody, uh, for joining us, Eric and Jesse. For our listeners, this is the insider secrets that you need for your next level of success. Take what they've shared with you, but you got to take the next step. Today will only get you results. It's time for you to get resolution in your health so you can move on to that next desire you have by turning it into your reality. Becoming a healingpreneur, could that be you? It's not just a career. It is a calling to help people peel back the layers so they can move into progress of their brilliance and their magnificence. If this could potentially be you, then I want to let you know, I am offering you the ability to train with me privately at the group investment. I only have room right now for one person to be able to do this over the summer. We're going to take a look at our schedules and we're going to fit training to where it it's a good fit for you as well as what I have open. Uh, and you can take up to three months 
not only to train, but up to three months to take care of your investment. But again, I only have an opening for one. Why is this? Because my trainings that I do, uh, even on the advanced side, are a little bit lighter over this summer. So it creates space. And that might be a space and a place that is waiting for you. So this is what I'd like you to do. Go to dawnlandrum.com. Uh, click on the tab, become a certified hypnotist, see everything that is offered there. Uh, again, it is at the group rate that you will be training with me privately. And then reach out to me. There's going to be a button that shows up on the bottom where we can have a phone call. And let's make sure that this and myself are the right fit for you. So healingpreneur, is that your calling?